Well, welcome everybody to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. I am Greg Fisher, and today we're going to talk about a public health trend that has me and many others deeply concerned, and that's the rise in teen vaping, the teen use of e-cigarettes, and the outbreak of people who use vaping products developing serious lung ailments. We're seeing that more and more in the news. With us for this episode are Dr. Sarah Moyer, our city's chief health strategist and leader of our Department of Public Health and Wellness, November Offit, a Wagner High student, a member of our youth implementation team, and a leading advocate on this issue, and from JCPS, Chris Kenny, a Moore High School teacher who has also been outspoken about the use of e-cigarettes with teens. So welcome to all of you all. Dr. Moyer, you and I and several other officials gathered recently to alert the community to the growing outbreak of lung illnesses and injuries and even death related to the use of e-cigarettes. So this is obviously serious and it seems to be increasing every day as you watch the news. So what's the latest on the outbreak? There's two alarming issues. So one is the rise of um, teen e-cigarette use, which has greatly increased over the last five years, where the latest data is showing that almost one in four, if not more, 10th graders, teenagers are using e-cigarettes now, which is more than the adult population we have smoking traditional cigarettes. And that's just doubled in the last three years, right? <laughs> exactly. It's a huge increase. And so that that's hugely alarming, um, a whole public health issue in of, its, in of itself. But then we've also had, since this summer, um, something called severe lung injury linked to e-cigarette use, which started in June when a teenager arrived at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin suffering from shortness of breath and weight loss. He was so fatigued they were unable to perform any activities. Um, he was unable to perform any of his normal activities. Um, so physicians and other medical professionals started connecting the dots to other young kids and otherwise healthy patients across the nation that were experiencing the same thing um, and causing calling this this new disease, which was severe lung injury linked to e-cigarette use. And so when they started tracking it, um, we were seeing numbers like 380 cases on September 10th. And now as of October 15th, we've had 1,479 cases across the country um, that have been reported from 49 states, all of them but Alaska, and, and also 33 deaths in 24 states, including three deaths in Indiana, um, one of which um, went to a Louisville hospital. So we know it's close to home, even though there's no Kentucky deaths. Um, also, as of October um, 11th, there's been 28 cases under investigation in Kentucky, and two of the cases are under investigation here in Louisville. So um, deeply concerning. Numbers are increasing quickly, and we don't really know what is causing it And yet. do we know the numbers are coming in really fast now? So is it some kind of new batch of the pods or you think it's just cumulative use that's now starting to show up do we have any idea that's what we're trying to figure out so they've seen um many of the cases are linked to um, thc um, vaping products in it but it's not all um, some are even saying that they're just using nicotine products and so that's that's the issue with e-cigarettes is it's largely unregulated and so we as health professionals don't know what are in what's in the pods um, unless they disclose but we don't know one's testing it to make sure that's accurate we don't know if anyone's been tampering it with it so especially markets that are sold on informal sources like from a friend or on the black market um, those are the ones we're most concerned about but even ones and stores aren't regulated either. Yeah. So November, are, are your fellow students at Wagner or anywhere in the city, are they talking about this health crisis with e-cigs? Uh, not necessarily the crisis is what's so widespread. It's more just generally the usage. Um, and you can see it anywhere from the corners of my street um, at home, downtown in Hale Street, to my own school. You can um, 
witnessed students with substitute teachers in the classroom. I've witnessed on occasion they will, you know, hit the pod, hold the smoke in, wait till the teacher looks away, blow it out, walk into a restroom in school, clouds of smoke, um, and moving on with this initiative, like, um, they see the posters in school, but that's not what they're talking about. You know, they see the rates on, you know, the news, TV. It's something that, you know, the nation is alarmed about. Um, and I don't see a huge concern in my peers and other kids around me. They're not concerned with the health, um, <clears throat> what can happen with our health. They're just more concerned with where to get them, how to get them, and smoking them generally. Wow. Yeah, and so that's the concern. We just don't know about the health risk and then when you're young people tend to think that they can do anything and you know then of course it comes back to bite them later so dr moore what does science tell us about the risk of e-cigarettes yeah so the problem is we don't know exactly what's in them but we do know a lot of products contain nicotine i mean jewel for example um one pod is about 20 cigarettes which is about a pack of cigarettes so one pod that they're using um has a lot of nicotine in it and i've heard of kids using up to 20 pods a day just the other day someone I was seeing in the office so we know I mean you never think about smoking 20 packs of cigarettes a day but people are able to do that for e-cigarettes so they contain nicotine which is highly addictive Um, studies have shown it's just as addictive as cocaine or heroin Um, and it changes your brain as your brain's forming and so we really don't it really makes me nervous as a public health professional hearing about all these students that are vaping and with the nicotine um, it's definitely a health danger for pregnant women and toxic, toxic to developing babies. Um, we know nicotine in and of itself causes cancer and heart attacks, strokes, breathing problems, heartburn um, have all been linked back to nicotine as well, too. So, Of course, I guess a lot of the young folks start with flavored uh, e-cigs. You know, I just heard the other day on the radio where there was a poll that young e-cig users said, yeah, we know it, but we still want them. So... Uh, are you seeing that mainly usually November the flavored uh, pods or um the flavor ones are generally more popular and like you said beginner users um they like how they taste um it makes it more attractive um and that's really what I believe is bringing in a lot of youth they look at it um as like walking into the store and picking out your favorite kind of candy you know they romanticize vaping um to this level in their brain, it's like um, I was uh, telling you earlier, they they associate it with stress relief because um, if you're like me, you've grown up seeing your parents, aunts, uncles, when they're stressed out, they smoke um, or other habits that um, are negative. And they, you know, they take that idea and they run with it. And now today, I mean, cigarettes aren't cool. Like vaping is the new cigarette. I know back in the day they would give students cigarettes in school, um, and now today they just bring their vapes with them. Uh-huh. And what, what's the economics behind this? I mean, from personally, it's not just a certain um, group. It's not just a certain type of teen using these. It's so widespread. I mean, you could see anybody with it, even someone that you wouldn't typically believe to take part in the activity. Um, Economically, I couldn't be certain. I myself, I don't partake. I don't. So it's everybody stores. getting e-cigarettes from somebody that's bought them in a store, and they're just buying them. They back could from be them. in stores. They have uh, private dealers. You know, it could be. You know, really, it, they're so 
easy to get your hands on. I mean, you could ask a friend of a friend and they would know where to go and get one. Chris, you're with uh, Moore High School. You teach uh, P and health there, great JCPS, but uh, really appreciate how you've leaned into this issue as well. Tell us what you're observing with students and their use of e-cigs. With our middle school side, as we know, Moore is uh, 6 through 12, so we've got uh, several six grades there across the board. And on the middle school side, we don't see as much. It's not as evident. Um, but on the high school side, you'll see several more cases. Uh, with tobacco and uh, the e-cigs, it's all considered one offense. So it's not. there's really no classification versus e-cigs or tobacco with data. But as far as what I'm seeing in the classrooms, you'll have kids who bring it in. Uh, but you 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 don't uh, notice it as much as kids who are smoking cigarettes because of the different smells and the flavors. You know, it may smell like a perfume or a spray versus a cigarette. When somebody comes in after smoking a cigarette, you can smell it. Uh, so it's quite frequent on the high school level, but it's not as evident as you would notice uh, just with a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So why are you interested in this? Uh, Basically, I'm here to spread awareness uh, across our youth, our parents, and our staff as well at Marion Seymour and other schools across the district, across the state, because we're seeing an increase in uh, uh, e-vaping, uh, e-cigarettes. And with that, that leads to more tobacco use because of the nicotine content that's in the e-cigarette. Um, you have... Uh, with nicotine content versus regular cigarettes, you have uh, 20 cigarettes worth of nicotine for one jewel. And uh, that's a high nicotine content uh, in, a, in the e-cigarette with a jewel. Yeah, no, it's presenting a lot of challenges for us. So as a city, obviously, uh, we're doing everything that we can to uh, uh, not encourage the use of any type of tobacco products, but really discourage the use of them all. So one of the ways that we've done that is include e-cigarettes and hookah products in our uh, anti-smoking ordinances. But, Dr. Moore, what else are we doing as a city to discourage the use of e-cigarettes? Yeah, we've tried to stay on top of it. So back in 2014, um, before there's any federal legislation, we restricted the sale to minors under 18. And I know JCPS added it to their tobacco policy as well, too. And then, like you mentioned, in 2017, we added to our e or our tobacco smoke-free ordinance and so anywhere that you can't smoke a cigarette you're not allowed to use a vape product or hookah as well too and so just encouraging everyone who's seeing that to report it to the health department by calling 311 so we can go out and investigate the complaint and do citations there as well too and we're also working with um, ABC just to make sure we're enforcing um, the uh, sale to minors as well too, just doing some undercover um, investigations just to make sure that sale in stores is not happening to minors. Um, and then moving forward, we'd love to do what other um, cities have done with just banning flavors and so um, trying to learn some of the lessons we learned with tobacco traditional cigarettes in um, restricting the sale to minors with raising the age to 21, um, banning flavors, making sure tobacco retailers, including e-cigarettes, are licensed. Um, and so we have a way to track all of that are things that um, would be great to be able to move forward as a city. And I know we're investigating what, what we can legally do. Yeah, and we're not trying to be big brother here, right? I mean, what <laughs> we're trying to do is we want people to live long, healthy lives. Mm-hmm. And anything that gets in that way, 
minimally, we want the public to be aware. But beyond that, we want to pass common sense regulations that help people be healthier. So that's what this is all about. So, November, let's flip over to you. Uh, It was a little over a year ago, probably in the fall of uh, 2018, when we were having a discussion with our youth implementation team, and we talked about what kind of big issues do you guys want to focus on for the coming year. And you all identified two issues. One was uh, teen suicide, and the other one was vaping. How do you discourage folks uh, from using e-cigarettes, teenagers in particular. So tell us a little bit about that process and how you arrived at that uh, at those priorities. Yeah, so in preparation uh, for that meeting, the youth team and I discussed um, a lot of issues that the youth were combating and facing today, especially in our cities. Um, and two striking ones, like you mentioned, are the suicides in teens today and the vape usage. And these are just so common that... Um, you know, you can see it anywhere, like I was saying earlier. So um, after deciding upon those issues, um, we gathered information about it, um, you know, uh, you know, statistics and about um, how, you know, it's influenced you to try other tobacco products. And after uh, we identified vaping as one of the issues, we took it to JCPS and uh yeah, and that was impressive, right? You said, how can we scale kind of the awareness of that? So let's go back through the school. So Dr. Marty Polio and his team then started to get involved. So Chris, can you tell us a little bit about how JCPS is communicating to students and parents? Yes, back in April of 2019, uh, JCPS started an initiative called Vaping Equals. And basically it was created as an incomplete sentence for a reason because we want to ask our students, what does vaping equal? And we want them to be able to finish the sentence. So uh, vaping equals uh, a battery-powered device that could possibly blow up in your hand. Uh, vaping equals uh, lung and respiratory issues uh, lifelong. Uh, vaping could equal death, uh, the worst-case scenario. Uh, it also equals uh, students who are being suspended for not just tobacco offenses, but something else that we have to deal with, which is vaping as well. And uh, so our, as a district, lots of things have been coming down the pipe um, from communications. Uh, our health and PE teachers, specifically health classes, are teaching health lessons based off vaping statistics, awareness. We're also sharing with parents ways to look for vaping and the different terminology that students are using to try to conceal it from their parents. And with these different, different uh e-cigarettes and vapes, they're concealable, so they can fit them easily in their pocket. There's virtually no smell other than when they're actually vaping. And we're trying to spread awareness as a district uh, for parents, teachers, and students what these look like. They can look like a flash drive. They can look like uh, a pen. Uh, and then, you know, just recently, uh, the school district in Grayson County, I believe it was, uh, they had uh, several students who were taken to the hospital uh, for, for an issue with uh, something called a dabbing pen, which is uh, with, with a dabbing, uh, the THC is very concentrated and it actually serves a form of marijuana, but it's in the form of a vape. Uh, so several different issues in the schools that we're seeing, and there hadn't been a whole lot of research up until the last few months because of all the instances and the deaths that we've been having. Yeah. 
What are some of the other terms, November, for people that aren't around this space? I mean, they call it juuling, you know, vaping. Generally, uh, you're right about how easy it is to conceal. I mean, you can tell your parents, like, it's your USB for school. It's a flash drive, you know, um, and they'll accept it. Like you said, they can look like anything. And, I mean, slang-wise, it's generally it is what it is it's smoking it's a pod like you said a dab pen you're not gonna say it out in public you'd maybe you know you kids you know they're they're very smart about how to distance the issue from you know adults and their parents and um since it is fairly new a lot of people aren't aware of like what they look like exactly what they contain exactly and what they can do to you like you were saying even death um but i mean typically they're just um they're so widespread and easy to get your hands on and easy to conceal easy to hide yeah, so for our listeners, uh, you know, I have a youth team that advises me on issues that are going on that may not be apparent to someone of my age, I guess. Uh, so I want to commend you all, November, you and the team, because you all were the inspiration then behind me taking this to the United States Conference of Mayors, which is a national group of mayors for all the big cities in America. And we passed a resolution this past June at our annual meeting uh, to encourage all cities to go about vaping education, e-cigarette uh, education, and to discourage the use of e-cigarettes and take any type of action they could for that. So I want to thank you. You've touched now every teen in America because of this, and that's the power of our youth team. So I don't know if you all have talked about that or not or realize what a big deal it is, but I just wanted to say thank you for that. Thank you. How does it make you feel about the youth team? I mean, it makes me feel like we're doing important work, which is what we come here to do. So. I feel like we're doing our job. Well, you are. And so on the, for our youth, you know, we see you guys are way ahead of a lot of the adult population, you know, whether it was teen suicide, uh, vaping, and now on the climate uh, argument as well. So uh, adults need to wake up and listen to our youth on some of these really critical issues. So, uh, again, thank you very thank much. You. So I guess just in closing here, folks, I mean, let's talk about strategies. You know, some people are going to be defensive when you approach them about the use of e-cigarettes and they don't want to hear about the dangers, they don't want to be uh, hear about the harm, how, how can you break through uh, and, and get people to really recognize the harm they're doing to themselves? So first, uh, Sarah, we'll, we'll start with you. I mean, the tough question first. So yeah, November and I were talking, I mean, teens, it's tough because I mean, death is not a threat to them. I mean, anything that's risk is... Um, it's almost like I, I want to try that. So, um, I mean, I think the big thing is talking to them why are they why are they stressed and why are they doing it in the first place, um, and then talking about the good things that come with it. I mean, I I know for smoking cigarettes when I'm counseling patients about quitting, I mean, you still have to. to um, go outside with your friends and take deep breaths and go for walks and things. And so those are healthy habits. And how do you incorporate that into something that's instead of doing something that's really not good for your health? Um, and then also talking about the short-term effects. I mean, we see kids, you, November, you'll know more than I do, but I mean, they have nicotine and vape products have been linked strongly to trouble concentrating, um, a lot of trouble playing sports, um, making anxiety worse. And so how we talk about those things that they're experiencing right now versus death or some or long problems that might happen and 20 and years from and now. there's the cost too you know, cost expensive yeah yeah chris and, and what would you 
suggest? I would agree with, with what you mentioned, Sarah, when you're talking about uh, the, the downsides versus the, the positives and finding the root of the problem. Why, why are you trying these things? If it's not a, a vape, maybe it's a cigarette, maybe it's marijuana. Uh, what, what is the root of the problem that's causing you to want to try these things? Is it peer pressure? Is it bullying? Is it uh, not nobody to talk to, nobody to turn to? You know, what, what is this going to do to me? We've, ra- we, we've talked about it in our health classes. We've raised awareness, and they're seeing it all over the news because of all the instances and the cases that we're having. So I would, I would find the root of the problem and the motivation to what, what is behind it first. And I would point to the positive, those who are not using it, and, and how they're going to benefit versus those who are starting to use it and the lung issues and the health problems that they're going to have. Uh, also find out what, what these, these kids are interested in. Because if, if you've got athletes, if you've got uh, people who are academically very strong, uh, you know, you may just, they just may, may be caving into peer pressure. So with that, uh, talk about, okay, you know, your sports, your, your athletics. All right. What are your consequences in school if you get caught with this? And uh, what, what's the end result? Okay, if you're not getting caught with it, what's it going to look like 10 years down the road? If you're vaping now, what's that going to lead to? Uh, you know, nicotine is, is as addictive as heroin is. So with, with the amount of nicotine content that's in a Juul or, e, or a e-cigarette, uh, what is that going to lead to down the road? You know, they talk, used to talk about cigarettes being, or not cigarettes, but marijuana being gateway drugs. You know, could e-vaping be a gateway drug? We don't know that yet, but there's a possibility because of the addictive nature of it. Yeah. All right, November, we'll give you the final word on this. What kind of advice do you give to folks? Uh, generally, um, I would say when I speak to people my age, youth, even my close friends about, you know, the usage and what it can do to you, their automatic response is to get defensive, like you said, Mayor Fisher. And I believe coming to them from a more, you know, understanding standpoint, it's very rare when you see a student going through something or a teen going through something like signs that could lead to vape usage, you know, bullying. Um, those aren't things that you go to parents and things that you go to teachers about. Um, and it's mainly attacked for what it is. Why are you smoking? Um, but I believe, like uh, you said, if we look at the root causes like stress um, and anxiety and find healthy coping mechanisms versus um, just instantly linking, you know, relief from everything that a youth member may go in through um, to smoking, that's a good place to start. Um, nobody ever likes to, you know, put the time in. As youth today, we're very like, we like instant gratification like that. And that's what vaping gives you. If somebody's telling me to meditate for 30 minutes and calm my mind. No, I'm probably just going to go smoke somewhere. But there are um, methods like deep breathing, counting, um, things that you can do in situations where you're facing stress. Um, and if we can, you know, spread awareness about those things versus, you know, just vaping, smoking. I feel like we do a lot better than just tackling the issue for what it is, which is youth smoking. Right. Well, thanks, everybody, for your leadership in this initiative. And remember, you can always choose not to be stressed. (laughs) It's hard to do, but it is a choice. So that's the best way you can go about it and probably the healthiest way as well. So 
Dr. Sarah Moyer, November Offit, Chris Kenny. I thank you all very much for joining us today. Of course. Thank, thank you, thank you for having me.